Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should look defeated, boy. I don't like you defeated. Hey, believe in your sauce. Let's go. Welcome to That Would Bang Podcast, a podcast where we talk, debate, and banter about the content we watched that week. But it doesn't stop there. Not only do we discuss these shows, but we also come up with our own alternative storylines for them too. I'm your co-host, Odessi. And I'm your co-host, Patricia. And we hope you enjoy the show. Just a quick note, there might be a few spoilers in this episode, so beware. Otherwise, kick back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of That Would Bang Podcast. This week, we're joined by Kayade Awumi, who is a talented writer and actor whose credentials include the hit BBC Three comedy drama Enterprise, which has just been added to Netflix UK. He's also known for creating the internet sensation Hood documentary, where he played the legendary RS. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Adesola. Thank you, Patricia, for having me. I appreciate it. So, how, how's everyone doing? How's everyone's mornings been? How's everyone been? It's been a tough morning. Not, I won't say tough, but it's been a, it's been a good morning. It's been nice. I had, I had two, I had these sweets this morning, actually. Let me tell you a story. What sweets are they? I don't know what they are. Hold on. It's my pocket. I had these, um, <laughs> um, what are they called? Foxies. Yeah, everyone knows Foxies? Foxes. Foxes. Foxies. I had wow. some lovely hard candy. For breakfast just two it was what really flavor? nice um mints the glacier mints glacier mints that's the flavor that says the glacier mints but anyway I, I can't lie you made out like this was one of a kind's amazing sweets you said <laughs> let me tell you a story i just thought i just kind of let you know what i had what did you guys have for breakfast this morning i haven't eaten breakfast yet. i don't eat breakfast you, you, breakfast. you don't eat it no no nah, man it's not it's not the best meal of the day for me. I've had coffee though. How many sugars? I kind of free ball it, you know. Yeah. I feel like that was a better breakfast than two mints though. No, coffee's a bit a bit dark. It can get a bit dark sometimes. Too much coffee. <laughs> I mean, you know what's funny? Coffee, like uni, was it, when, when I get introduced to coffee, I think it was, was it uni? I realised, oh, I said, oh, I'm not sleeping. This is interesting, you know. <laughs> it was quite nice. Coffee was proper, because in college, in my A-levels, I just went off like pure having to, you know, pass my exams to go to uni. Yeah. But then in uni, I just started like bare drinking coffee. It was great, absolutely great. Do you actually? Do you guys actually like the taste of coffee? Because I don't. Not at all. I like the effects of Not it. At all. Mm. But you know what? I can only have like one coffee in the morning. If I even try to go for two, I'm definitely like too jittery. It's awful. I hate it. So I can only have one. But yeah. So everyone, um, what has everyone been watching on TV this week? What's everyone been watching? All right. So. I've been watching Call My Agent and I know that I've spoken about it before, but at that time, oh, that's great. I, I had only, yeah, so I'd only watched two episodes and I remember saying that I was going to rate it like a five out of 10 because yeah. I wasn't too sure about it, but I've watched more now. I'm on season three and I can't lie, I'm enjoying it a lot more. 
Like it's actually really good, but it's just proper, like it's a circus. Yeah. Like this agency is actually a circus yeah. and all the characters are basically all a little bit crazy. Um, Essentially it's the agency that's like going under because like the head agent has died and they're just trying to resurrect their reputation. But each episode follows like an actor and an issue that they're going through and the agents just basically have to try and salvage it. But yeah, it's entertaining, I can't lie. It's kind of funny, but it's definitely gonna be the last French French thing that I watch because it's too much now. I've watched Lupin, I've watched it. <laughs> so I'm ready, to call it, I'm ready to call it a day. Like it's actually too loud for me now. Oh, but, um, but yeah, that's literally the only thing I've been watching this week. To be honest, if you're already on season three, because last week you're on season one, so you've done well. I can't... <laughs> There's only six episodes each season. I thought there was going to be more. I hear that. Um, this week, I've actually been slacking. I've been slacking. I, I watched Rabi, which we'll talk about a bit later. Mm. Um, I watched. I was watching a bit of K-drama. You know, I love a K-drama to get me through. I've been watching K-drama to get me through. I think it just provides a bit of lightness to the world a little bit. So um, the one I was watching is called Run On. I'm not really enjoying it that much, but once I start something... Well, once I start a K-drama, I have to finish it. That doesn't apply to English shows. I don't know why. Um, and I also watched this girl um, called... She's on YouTube called Khadija Mumboe. And she just does, like, social commentaries on society. And I was watching this video about um, this thing called Instagram face, where as a as a world, as a planet, people are genuinely, like, starting to morph to look the same. And, mm. like, how people are all going to plastic surgeons to actually get their faces to look like filters and how they're concerned that the next generation of people are all going to look very strange because of the surgery everyone's getting. So it's just interesting. It's funny you say that, you know, because I keep seeing posts... So, like, people that have, like, really round faces, mm. they get their face, like stretched and someone said that they all look like bicycle seats because they all have like <laughs> high <laughs> cheekbones like proper like do you get what i mean and their eyebrows are yeah. like up and straight mm. they love that look That's, it's weird and i just think it's a bit, it's a bit techy because it's like in five years will everyone still look like this like will everyone be happy yeah. with how they're looking so it's unfortunate i haven't watched lupin you said you potentially pronounce it lupin or how do you pronounce lupin. it yeah, it's Lupin. Lupin. It's Lupin. I call it Lupin. Lupin. Your basic B, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who that. says Lupin, I'm not rating them. Teaser. Lupin. Um, it's a, it's quite good, isn't it? It's not bad. Like it's dope, man. Like I think who was it? Was it Adesola that was saying this to me? I think about was it about his features? About seeing? Was it wasn't you? Was it someone else? I think was it you or somebody was saying to me about like how they just like it because it's like a black man and he's like, he looks black in it. Like it's just not like, like necessarily a model look. It's just like, he's got a big nose, big lips. And it's like, you don't necessarily see these features like, mm. you know, on, on black people who are leading the shows. It's always like, Oh, you know, how can he look handsome? How can he look whatever? How can this? And it's just like, no, like it's just a normal black guy. who's like a black guy in it. He's doing his thing. And I think, I think he's, I think he's just a good actor. Like, I, I just genuinely like the show, but I, I like the younger, um, younger Lupin, I like the younger one. Why, why um, such emphasis? <laughs> let you know where I stand, but no, he was very good. I don't know where season two is gonna go. I don't know where it can go, but we'll see what happens. This week we're gonna be talking about Rami. I'm actually looking forward wow. to this discussion. 
<laughs> Rami. I wish I had the credits up just now. The ding 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 ding. No, no, Rami. That's, I love. I it love, you, should, you, should, you should do that, you know. You Wait, should try and get input if you're allowed to. But anyway, low key, I love the opening title thing because they'll play the music and then it will just like yeah. cut straight to it's, the scene. And I find it, I don't know yeah. why I find it hilarious, but anyway, continue. Sorry, <laughs> but before we, before we actually um, say, let me just explain to everyone who doesn't know what Rami is. So, Rami is a comedy drama that follows a first generation American Egyptian immigrant. Um, Rami, who's on a spiritual journey in his politically divided neighborhood of New Jersey, um, explores the balances of what it's like to be caught in a rigid Egyptian community versus a very liberal American community. And all honesty, he's just trying to figure out life. That's essentially what it's about. So, everyone, I want to know what everyone's... <laughs> kind of, you look like you're preparing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I just want to... I want to know what everyone thinks. What's everyone's thoughts on it? Kaede, go on. Where should, I, where should I start? With Rami, as a whole, like, it's a great show. I think its strengths lie in um, storytelling. He's a great storyteller. I think he's definitely a great storyteller. Um, he's a great writer. He's, 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 he's established a, a style of um, show, don't say. You know, I think he's a great visual storyteller. Mm. I think um, with the show itself, for me, as a second-generation immigrant, there were themes that I could relate to, you know, yeah. growing up in London, my parents migrating over here, certain themes that you can relate to eating together as a family, also being segregated as a family, also not your parents, you know, Nigerian culture, especially, you know, like, you know, the girl, you know, cooking, cleaning, doing what they have to do in comparison to the boy who's just chilling. But I, I do think as a whole, the show, and I don't use this word a lot, there's only like five shows I put up in there. Like, it's a masterclass, I would say. It was a masterclass. What's the other four shows? Yeah, what's the other four shows? Four shows. Um, four shows is Misfits. So um, Atlanta is up there as well. As I just said, like, obviously knows. Atlanta, Misfits. Um, this is England. Um, Peep Show. Peep Show? And what's the last one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a masterclass. Comedy, comedy like comedic comedy masterclass. Okay. And there's a, one okay. more show. And everybody, it's Chris. Mm. those shows for me like those are the five shows mm. where like these are like very like brilliant pieces of work from the right into the characters but going back to Rami I think it was it was just a great show I just I just I felt like he hit that masterclass level just because you know when you watch something and it just gets you in special shows you get lost in them that's my take on it it was it did very well I gave it like a nine point like 9.3 I think wow. like, like give it like an 8.9 to like 9.3 if you hit a 9 you've entered the masterclass world so like 9.3 <laughs> out of 10 wow well even from hearing though you're talking I, I hear it on your heart it's, you sound very passionate about it it was just a good it was a good show like, I just really loved it it was a really good show love it Patricia what do you think about it do you feel like it's masterclass level what do you what are your thoughts on Robbie ah masterclass level I don't know but mm -hmm. it's definitely good and I really, really enjoyed it. I think for me, it's kind of just the character of Rami. I really like shows where the main character is quite complicated um, and you find yourself sort of like equally really invested in their story, but frustrated at them at the same time. And I just felt like following Rami was just such an interesting experience because he's just so like tragic at times. I just felt like, I couldn't understand why he did the things that he was doing. And he was just so, in season two, he mentions having a hole in him and he's just trying to fill it with so many different things. And you're kind of following him doing this. And you just think, 
why like I just found myself so frustrated about why he would do the things he did and I think that was kind of the selling point for me I just think the characters um and like Kaido said like they're really realistic like you can just believe everything that was happening um so I liked how they represented life life as an a second generation immigrant just being caught up in two worlds I just really like how they did that and represented that so that's what I think Desilo what about you yeah, I like Ravi. I think initially I was a bit hesitant. I just wasn't, I didn't think I would vibe with it that much because I just, I just, I don't know. I wasn't expecting much from it. And my friend who recommended it or my colleague who recommended it, he is an Iraqi Muslim. And he said that that's the first show that he's seen that he's, that feels, that he feels has represented his culture properly and has represented Islam in a realistic manner for him personally as like a young male navigating life. And I was just like, okay, let me check it out. And I feel like the more the thing, the more it progressed, for se- I've only watched up until episode one of season two, but the more it progressed, the more I liked it and the more mm. real it felt. I really mm. thought, personally, like Rami's character, I feel like he's troubled. He's a lost soul as a whole. Troubled. <laughs> but I liked yeah. the characters around him. The surrounding characters were just as strong. Mm. And I loved yeah. it when they were following the different storylines of like the mom, the sister, and even just seeing how they navigate in different, different, aspects of life and do you know who a character who I thought was really interesting um what's his name Steve Steve his friend who has a disability mm. I think yeah. Steve is a really mean person I think he's personally very mean yeah. and I feel like it's really interesting because Rami does does um I think Rami Yusuf like when he's writing the character he just makes people complex there's so many layers to them you you go in with preconceived judgments and they completely change that and I think it's really yeah. good I think it's really talented so yeah for that reason I really want you to keep watching season two because I think what you said about Steve is how I feel about Uncle Nassim because he is like awful like you just hate him he's anti-semitic he's really bigoted this toxic he's just (laughs) absolute mess but there's one episode where I said wow like I did not see this coming he's a lot of things but his his development I didn't see it coming and his episode, weirdly enough, I did start to feel a bit of sympathy for him. Mm. Um, and all I'm going to say is that I feel like you should keep watching it. But like you said, all of his characters are so complex that you're kind of mm. like, I like you, but I hate you. I'm frustrated. Like, and, but, but, that, but you see, but you see, you see, Patricia, that's what for me makes it a masterclass because mm, it's, it's tough for a lot of shows to make you have an opinion about that's why I think it was so special. Mm-hmm. I think just the way he tackled it and the way, even with his sister, I mean, the way he made you feel and realise everybody's so complicated. Like, Uncle Nassim, I mean, he's mad. Like, he, when <laughs> yeah. he came with, like, like, even when he was talking to the sister, like, the way he, the way he, he kind of, like, treats women and his opinion on women and the way he just kind of talks yeah. and, and, but it's like, everyone has an uncle like that, for personally, mm-hmm. but they, I, think, I don't think they know that they're doing it. Yeah. You're like, oh, like, yeah, you're, you're getting fat. Careful now. Anyway, and he's like, oh, uncle, <laughs> you, can't, the worst, mate. you can't just say stuff. But I don't think he's trying to be evil. I don't think. I yeah, think he's, he's just unaware. Mm. Like he, like, like, like he, like he's he, the way he is towards women is just so degrading. I don't think. I was feel. reading. Sorry, I was reading a Guardian article, like a review of the show, and for them, that was like one of the biggest parts of it. The way that Rami tries to absolve himself from his wrongdoings mm. and it's it's stuff like that like him getting the toy it's just like no that actually wasn't 
the problem here. Do you know what I mean? It's the fact that you're sleeping with a married woman during Ramadan. Yes, yes. And like he tries oh, to, he yes. tries to have a mum. Like it was during eating hours. Like I'm so like trying to sort of like balance it out. And it was like, you can't try to cancel out the wrongdoing here by trying to justify it. And yeah, so I feel like that's a big part of Rami's character, the way he tries to gloss over and absolve himself from the things that he does that aren't actually mm-hmm. moral or mm-hmm. right. I think that that theme just links to a lot of people as a whole, universally navigating religion as like in general and like how you approach situations that you feel are wrong, but you just try and rationalize it in your head. And I feel like with Rami's character, that's his, he's outwardly expressing that mental process that a lot of people Mm. go through. So I think it's interesting, but something I want to talk about was, I think with this show, right? There's a lot of moments that make you so uncomfortable. And I feel like the only time I felt that way with another show is with I May Destroy You. Because that show, sometimes, ah, I was uncomfortable. With this show, I was so uncomfortable. And I feel like for me, the key moments were in season one, when he was in, when he and Steve and him went to that girl's house, house, the underage girl. I was just like, this is so left. Like, I would have carried my friend home and we would have gone straight away. I'm like, nah, I'm not staying. <laughs> but the fact that he still enabled for it to get to that stage, that's when I was so uncomfortable. But did you guys have any scenes or any moments within the show that you felt like, ah, this is too much now? Well, I was just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just gonna say the whole thing with his cousin. I mm. felt like that made me really uncomfortable. And the fact that no one seemed to everyone was it was just like (laughs) you're not deep in this like he's actually having a relationship with his cousin and like even when um the start of season two and his friends like Ahmed and Mo I think they were like it's okay you didn't you didn't sleep with her and they're just talking about it so casually where I like I don't know like for me that was that was something I found really uncomfortable because it's just like you're really transgressing these boundaries that you're supposed to have with your family in my point of view but um and that really escalated towards the end of season two. Um, and that whole, yeah, that whole thing kind of just came to light. And yeah, I think that's one thing I found really uncomfortable personally. Um, what did I find uncomfortable? I do think the, the scene for me that stood out, that made me laugh, but also I said to myself, if I was in your shoes, I'd be uncomfortable, was when his white friend is like, can you pray for my mum? And and it's yeah, like that was hilarious. It's like, oh, okay. And it's like, uh it's like, no, no, can you pray like in your in your like Islam thing? Like it's like sure. Like, no, no, but can you like, you know, like just louder, please, bro? Like But just the and the guy that white guy seemed a bit ticked. I know in season two you seem to have madness, but he seems a bit edgy, like off. Like I don't say what's wrong with he made me feel uncomfortable. Like even when he's in the, he's in he's in like he comes to get a job, like, can I get a job? I'm like, yeah, like he seems a bit just a, a bit weird, yeah. And I, and he, I've, I said, what's what's up with this guy? But doesn't he have like PTSD? Well, didn't he have, in the war, right? Didn't have like PTSD, yeah. So that's justified, you know. But he just seemed a bit. Yeah. Anytime I was around Rami, Rami, I just said to myself, oh, I'm not sure if he's gonna stab you in a minute or rob you. I don't know what's gonna happen. But it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, I forgot his name. I, I thought <laughs> yeah. so I was talking to the white guy. I forgot his name. If you know, if you know his name, let me know. Something else that I liked about Rami was something that Kaide actually mentioned earlier was the depiction between 
being a second generation immigrant or being a child of an immigrant in like a foreign country. So Rami's set in America, but we're in the UK. And I related to a lot of it, just in regards to the cultural differences, mm. in regards to how your parents navigate situations. Like a character that I just love is his mom. Like the fact that she says so many outlandish things, yeah. <laughs> but she's not doing it intentionally. Like when she was a Lyft driver and she told the black girl to straighten her mm. hair, like Beyonce, cause she look prettier. But I know from her heart, like if honestly, if, if someone said that to me and if it was a woman that I knew came from a different country, I wouldn't be offended personally because i know her intentions aren't bad but other people would so what did you guys think that, about that made me that, so you go back to that your point prior that episode made me a bit mm. uncomfortable at times because mm. i felt i felt like she was embarrassing herself and i, and I, and I don't like mm. seeing like mums or other people like embarrassed like i like i do it see i just sort of move your face you see her face where i just saw faces now that's how i felt for the whole episode mm. it's like auntie why really? like come on like almost <laughs> was like you know just being in the car and just doing like saying stuff because she just feels so lonely and isolated and mm-hmm. i and i just felt like oh like i feel for you and i, cause I don't like people it's like you know when you're on a bus and then let's say an, like, an old woman like has like maybe put like maybe like her wig is halfway on her head like that or something whatever yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. oh like but people just like what but it's like oh that's somebody's mom or grandma like it's not it didn't and that's mm. like oh and i mean yeah it might be humorous great no problem but at the end of the day it just feels a bit uncomfortable because like that could be your grandma that could be your mom that could be your, your auntie your big mummy whatever it is in your culture you know and i just said to myself like that episode and i mean great writing great episode again but i just said to myself oh like oh like it's it's a bit painful and because of the way she's as well very like very like yeah okay yes whatever cool. i'm going to go and do this rami no my the maybe this is very she's just she's a mom she's just a mom she's just a mom and, and i just said I just said, why are you like, oh, no, America's a yeah. big bad world. Like, you know, like, don't. Yeah. I don't know what you guys thought about that whole episode where he was in Egypt and meeting his cousin and trying to, like, fit into the Egyptian culture. And yeah, I I think, to be honest, I really like that episode because, again, I feel like it just represents the displacement of someone who's grown up in a foreign country. You have a perception of what your native or your motherland will be like. You go there and it's completely different. Or like, it sounds like Rami went there thinking that Egypt was still the way it was when I think he, his family migrate, like he moved with his family. So it's still the way it was then. Or he believes a Western portrayal of what Arab countries or Muslim countries are like. So he just assumed that it would be like that. When he's meeting his cousin who went to American university, he's out there drinking, he's smoking, he's living his best quote unquote life. In that, it's like he feels that the answers he's looking for isn't there. I think Rami specifically, I don't know who, he needs to look in himself and he needs to actually sit and reflect and do a one-on-one prayer Mm. with God or do a simple situation where he actually has a revelation because this whole going to and fro, it's not working for Mm. him personally. Mm. Mm. That's, That's why I kind of feel like I don't know if he's really trying to find out what Islam means to him. Mm. I feel like he's trying to see what Islam means to other people and in other places and see if that will fit into the whole that he has within himself. Like, I don't think he's really doing the introspection that is really required to to fix himself and and feel comfortable in himself. Like he goes to Egypt thinking, this must be it. This must be the break that I'm gonna find and I'm gonna be enlightened and everything's gonna be back to normal. And it just doesn't work out that way. Same for his relationship with their mom. He's pinning his hopes on other people, hoping that they will give him the answers for what he needs. That's what I think personally. It's, it's very interesting when I see 
how Rami has a viewpoint on what America is to him, mm. you know? That's also nice. I think it was... I didn't feel like I was watching an America that I always knew about. Mm, I yeah. felt very, yeah. very specific to that community and his lens. But still being like... Still feeling like, oh yeah, this is America. But the characters and the people that I saw, I, didn't, I hadn't seen. But with Rami, it definitely felt like this is a specific lens i'm taking I, like, I want you to look through and patricia your point of of rami and him running away you, you you feel that you feel that where he's constantly like running away and and that's what makes him and makes it a great show you i think once he gets once he finds the answer your show is finished you know <laughs> it's true hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We're moving on to the second half of the podcast, where Desi and I take a scene from the show and come up with our own versions of what should have happened. Our guests will pick their favourite and you guys can join in using the hashtag TWBpod. We're focusing on episode seven, which is his mum's episode, and it's when she's a lift driver. We decided to um, see what would happen if um, Jax, the French guy, never presented his wife to her. What the storyline, what would have happened in there? In my storyline, Jax doesn't present his wife and she sees if she can pursue something bigger with him. Farouk notices that his wife's been acting different lately and he asks Rami what he should do. But as expected, his son gives useless advice, so he decides to conduct his own research. Meanwhile, Maisa gets a text from Jax asking her to meet him that evening. She dresses up, wears perfume and even puts on a nice lipstick. Then she drives down to pick him up and they go all the way to New York to have dinner. This is the first time she's had dinner in New York. And it's definitely the most alive she's felt in a long time. The night draws towards an end and she takes him back to his hotel ready to leave, low-key disappointed. Jax shyly invites her to his room. She takes a deep breath and nervously follows. His room is luxurious, far fancier than anything she's ever been in. The two lie down comfortably on the bed and smoking cigarettes whilst gently holding hands. Mice's phone rings, but she ignores it. Jax moves closer and tries to kiss her. Mice snaps out of it and panics, realising that she's gone too far. In the flurry, she apologises and grabs her shoes and runs out the room. 
As she's about to exit, she spots Dina ferociously kissing a white boy in the lobby and gasps. <gasps> Dina recognises her mum and freezes horrified. But before she can explain herself, Jax comes out the room from behind her, apologising about the kiss. He's holding her earring. Maisa can't even look her daughter in the eye anymore. She snatches the earring and runs out. Dina follows. They drive home in silence, both of them too ashamed to speak. When they enter the house, Farouk excitedly grabs his wife's hand and shows her the new Peloton bike he bought her. He looks proud of himself. Misa tries to smile, but neither her nor Dina can get over what's just happened. Okay, so that's my storyline. Um, wow. You liked it? I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like mine is... Um... You should look defeated, boy. <laughs> I, I don't like it defeated. Um, yeah, so my scene is basically... Yeah... I don't even have to describe uh, it, basically. Man said, but... yeah. Man said, yeah. <laughs> um, do you know what? Let's just let's just listen to it. It's it's basically, it's the same scene where Jacques gets into the car and it's just basically how they live out their days together. Um, I'm not so sure about mine anymore, but you know what? Let's go. Hey, believe in your sauce. Let's go. Misa is dolled up. She's put on her best lippy, sprayed perfume and brushed her hair. She packs some food and gets into her car and drives to the location the Frenchman texted her. She's excited and is smiling to herself, a goofy expression on her face. She's nodding her head to the radio in the background before she pulls up outside the hotel. The Frenchman gets into the car, alone, and they start chatting happily to each other as they drive around. This has been Mice's day every day. She becomes brighter and happier, pleased she can call someone a friend who she can spend her days with. They meet daily, laughing and joking, taking smoking breaks in between. They run out of cigarettes and head into a corner store to pick up supplies. Dina is in the checkout queue and looks around bored before her eyes land on her mum and the Frenchman looking cosy. She picks up her items, a Coke and a packet of crisps, and walks over, trying to piece together what she's seeing. She asks Misa, what's going on? Who is this man? And why is she not working? Misa looks guilty and rubs at her lipstick with her arm, smudging it across her face. The Frenchman looks on, clearly bewildered. Into the pause, he says, you have a daughter? Are you married? Misa jerks in response but doesn't say anything because she feels a little embarrassed. Dina throws her packet of crisps at his chest and demands her mum takes her home. She huffs and walks off, Misa close behind, the Frenchman trailing. The scene cuts to them all in the car, driving in silence. Misa tries to offer them baklava, but no one responds. They drop the Frenchman off and he says goodbye awkwardly, but doesn't offer to meet up again. When Dina and Misa arrive home, Dina stalks into the house, so she doesn't hear it when her mum says she was just lonely. At that moment, a text message from the Frenchman lights up her phone. Same time tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. No, I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> I hear it too. Do you know? I, I was laughing at the sound effects with Trisha. Those ha ha's. 
Ha-ha! <laughs> Do you know what? That's, that's my favourite part of doing Lucy's, like, just listening to the sound effects. Um, but yeah, Kaede, what are your thoughts? Feel free to ask us questions. And pick them, ask questions, yeah. Like, at a solo, like, if it's a hotel, you know, that one is more, I mean, it's great for writing, but it's more so, like, like what is like what are they what is she doing there? I guess I guess with Patricia's one, I understand that and I get it. It's like it's a local shop. You've been caught slipping. you you know, so you, I mean, you're gonna see your daughter in the shop, great. But with that Adesella's one that is much more far fetched where what's the chance like New York. You've gone to all the way to New York, but your daughter like is there at the same hotel. No, they went to New York. Okay, so I'll just find mine and Patricia will just find hers. So they went to New York because they're in New Jersey. So it's only 30 minutes. It's a 30 minute drive. Sure. So they went sure, to New York for dinner and then she came back to drop him at the hotel that she always drops him at in the area. Ah, so in the area. When she okay, sees okay, Dina, okay. it's in like a local, it's in the local area local, hotel, okay. essentially. Okay, okay. I guess my comment is is for you guys to answer. Yeah, similar to Adesola's response. So I guess that's probably the question. It's like, that's the question. It's a comment. And then I'll continue. I just kind of pick and scrutinise, which is what I love to do. No, yeah. They're, they're also in the local area and she's just driving around. She's not really thinking... She's not thinking this is something guilty that I'm doing. I don't feel... She doesn't feel guilty about what she's doing, not enough so to actively hide what she's doing. She just knows that she enjoys his company and they're so lost in what they're doing together that they're just driving around aimlessly. So they walk into this corner store and it's still in their local town and Dina just happens to be there. So it's more of a coincidence that that Dina spots them in the aisle, um, which I think is plausible, but you know. Plausible, but I don't know why you'd be angry. Well, it's the fact that Dina is just... She, her mum is supposed to be lift driving and she sees her mum like laughing and joking really close to this man in an aisle. So she's just, she's inquisitive, curious more than angry, but she's piecing things together. She's walking up to this guy. Like she's never seen her mum with a random stranger when she should be working. So she's, she's piecing things together. I have a question. Did, I thought that, my son was doing the lift driving secretly. Did does everyone know that she has a job that she's working? I in my story, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I really clocked it in the original mm. one that it was a secret. I guess yeah, she never really brought it up, but I didn't think it was actually a secret in their family. So I just feel like why didn't they have sex? Because I feel like with with my son, in all honesty, the heart of it is that she's lonely. And she liked the concept mm. of someone showing her affection or attention. But I think she just liked the idea of being desired. But they didn't even, like, he tried to kiss her, but she she freaks out because she's like, I actually have a husband that I love. And that's what made her leave. Like, she realised she's gone too far. I think what I just wanted to show is the concept of boundaries. Sorry to interject. Does she just want to talk then? I don't understand. Why has she gone to the hotel room? Why does the kiss have to be... Because then, then I don't like her. You've gone into the hotel room. You've gone upstairs into his room you sat there you chilled you know what you're doing like you've taken you on a date so why does the kiss why is it the thing that realized i have a husband but i think it's i think it's one of those things that happens when people end up in those situations of cheating essentially so like with her i think because she like he knew that she had a husband from the get-go and i think with her like the way they approached it is just like we're actually friends like let's just let's just go one step more i think it was just that trigger point like up until that point, she was okay with emotionally, quote unquote, entertaining something. I'm trying to just kind of attack your point of, of your of like justifying why <laughs> why why she 
sorry guys, but I'm just, I'm just, I mean, you told me to do your job, I'm doing it. But I mean, because, Patricia, you know what I mean? Because at the solo's point is that, and I get it, is that when you went in for the kiss, it's, it's too far. Like, what, what are we, like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Right? That's the point you're making. And I'm saying, okay, but you've gone to the hotel, you've been driving this guy, yeah. he knows you're married, you, you take you out to the, like, he's taking you out to dinner, you know, you put on a dress, you've done your thing, whatever, and it's like, oh, this, whatever, like this fit now it's like now we're becoming physical. So you're saying like why does she go through all of that, knowing that it would probably end up with them being intimate and then that's where suddenly she got cold feet? Like, to be honest, I hear it, but I just find it sorry, I just want to add to that because I just find it interesting because in the actual original series, do we then think Mysa, had he not been married? would she have pursued that and actively had an affair or would she have got cold feet and not done it in the end? Like, I guess it boils down to what we actually think the original character's intention was and whether we believe that she was ready to have an affair. Cause she was heartbroken when he came into the car and dropped him off at the airport. Well, also what's, what's interesting about that and, and what's, what's, what's what I think as a writer they did was they told it from her perspective. So mm-hmm. it'll be good to see if he, what's his name, Jacques, what's his name? Yeah, Jacques, Jacques, Jacques. Jacques. Mm. It's good to see if what his perspective would have been like. I I hear that. I agree with what you're saying, like different perspectives. But I think based on the original, I saw it as like Mysa just, she was just desperate for attention in, the, in regards to, desperate in two ways. She was desperate for attention in regards to wanting friends, but she was also desperate for attention in regards to being a woman and a female. And yeah, just I just thought it'd be interesting to see like, what would it do if she actually just lived a double life, she went too far with it. I think we still could have seen what would have happened if she got with this guy? Like what, what mm. the hell would have happened? Like it would have been, I think that's the worst I was waiting for. I was thinking, okay, just Nelly kissed, call, whatever. But I, it would have been interesting to see, like, what would have happened? Like, what now happens now that she's had an affair? I think this <laughs> one is less because I think, I think why that one, <laughs> I think why that one is, is I would say smart. It's actually more like an extended version of that episode. Yeah. For me, it felt more of a, a like a vibe. But I think at a solar, I guess my question would be, is that, have they cheated? But do you know what, yeah, for both both of our episodes, we don't think Mice is about it. From what I understand from her character, she's just very, she has strong intentions, but is she, I don't know, she has the heart and the grit to actually go through with it. She's here for the vibes without too much of the consequence or too much of the, she doesn't want to do too much, but she wants to take from it all the same. She wants to feel the intimacy. She wants to feel the closeness, not feel mm. lonely, but not actually address the fact that she needs to do things or address what she is doing to feel it. She's very much one foot in, one foot out, just as long as she's getting what she feels like she's missing, which is why I feel like in a Desolas one, she was like, I'm gonna have the dinner because I haven't crossed the line yet and I'm still getting this intimacy, this closeness. And I'm gonna go to his hotel room because he makes me feel seen and makes me feel beautiful. But am I gonna kiss him? Because that's that's where I explicitly crossed the line. And she's like, I'm not about it, which is why she runs away. And I think same way in mine, it was kind of like, I'm driving around, I'm close with this guy and I'm meeting up with him and he doesn't know I have a family and children. But have I explicitly lied? Have I explicitly crossed the line? It's like, no, I'm not about it. She's not about it. She's not about it. She just wants to be seen. She hasn't got the energy. I guess for me, it would have been good to see. (laughs) I mean, it would have been good to see her cross that line. It would have been good to see her cross that line. Like, I mean, what happens now if she's kissed him? 
You know, like what, what, and how does that change the dynamics of the show? But here's what I want to know. Does, do we need the kiss? Because Dina has seen her and she's seen a man run out of a hotel room with an earring and Dina's there having sex with a guy. So it's not, she's probably thinking you're here in a hotel with a guy. You've probably had sex. And that's enough enough that she thinks that they've had sex. But she's not, but Dina's not married. But what I was basically thinking was that, my my main focus with that is that I wanted to show the fact that both women in the family are hiding secrets and they both, there's kind of mm. like a situation where they don't necessarily talk about it, but there's solidarity. Like Dina's like, Dina's like, I've seen something happen with my mum. Her mum has seen something with Dina, but it's like they both understand that they're both going through their own struggles and whereabouts. That's how I kind of saw it. So like in a situation, like straight away, I know that my son would eventually tell Dina like nothing happened I just wanted an experience and Dina would tell her mom like I just wanted to be liberated but I just wanted to provide an avenue for us to see them bond because up until this point for what I haven't seen season two I've never seen them get along I've never seen them have a reason to connect and I feel like this would be the thing that connected them Patricia what's what what happened after when the Jack Jack leaves the the car do you know what yeah that episode with my star was it it impacted me because where you said you were embarrassed for my son, I don't think I was embarrassed for her, but I was definitely very, very sorry for her. And the fact that she was literally just lonely and her family weren't really paying attention to her. So I just really wanted her to find someone that she could be friends with and just spend time with. I don't know if I really wanted to take it into the root way. It ended up being an affair, but I definitely alluded to it because he he knows that she might be married and has a daughter, but clearly it doesn't stop him from still pursuing that friendship so it's kind of like hung in the balance because you're kind of like does it become more intimate but essentially the root of their relationship is one of friendship and again I don't really think she was about it she was wearing this lipstick she was looking cute because she just wanted someone to impress but at the end of the day this was just someone to be friends with and they clearly had a nice relationship and they had stuff in common so but yeah well I feel like we've spent a long time doing justification sitting on the like <laughs> all right 10 seconds yeah basically we patricia and i will have 10 seconds to justify our pitch to you even though i feel like we've been doing it for 15 minutes right now but we have 10 seconds to justify our pitch okay all right yeah. so i've got 10 seconds up on my timer Desilar. wait let me breathe let me breathe let me breathe my heart is beating yeah take some air yeah, yeah, take yeah, some yeah. air all right cool let's go all right 10 seconds starts now we see a new side to Misa. We see a different relationship with her and her daughter. We see Farouk actually trying to help his family. And we actually see what could happen if Misa took a different path. Time's up, baby. Cool. That's my 10 seconds. Oh, my 10 seconds is going to be so rubbish. I just don't. I don't. Patricia. Um, my heart is still beating. You ready? No. <laughs> Are you ready? Your 10 seconds starts now. You just basically see Misa's loneliness, but it still stays true to the elements of Rami. But then you also get to see this distance between her and Dina and this relationship develop. Time's up. All right, cool. Cool, your time's up. Thank you. All right, you've heard the gist. You've heard us sweat. You've heard us say everything we needed to say. We've justified it to the best Mm -hmm. we can. Mm -hmm. Who are you picking? Let's go. Choose well, choose well. Before you do it, if I do it, give your episode a name. This was never discussed. A name for our episodes. Oh my gosh, this is sweat. Oh, okay. Um, You have 10 seconds. No, 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 no,
Four. Do you know what? Yeah, Three, I'm just gonna call mine Buck Lover. One Patricia girl. Mine's just Buck Lover. Buck Lover, thank you. And Adesola. <laughs> oh, you have to forfeit. Please. No, 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 no. Um, wires crossed. That's what I've called wires it. Wires crossed. Exactly. So the episode for me that takes it home is. This is a lot. But clever. No way! Oh my gosh! Wow! I have to take it. Just because, wow. just because. I can't believe it. I never started it. It's just because <laughs> I think. With Dina, it's the Dina factor when they're in the shop where you justified your point. You mentioned, like, yeah, they're not actually doing anything mad. But from the outside eye, her, her daughter knows that mum's acting different. My issue with Wires Crossed was just. This is just me, me being me. Was just look like you've done all of that, innit? Like I'm just, I'm just a bit, and I'm just like, look, I'm just, I get it. Like I, I get it. Like, like it was an in the in the episode itself, it was enough for her to be in the car with this guy and want that affection, smoking together on your lunch break and whatever. I'm just like, I wanted to see that kiss, but hey, each, wow. each to their own. Each to, I, I wanted, to, I wanted, I wanted that kiss. I wanted it. I know you said it's not in her, whatever, but I wanted it. But look. Patricia bought it at home. Woo! I just, I have that je ne sais quoi. Like, there's just something that, that people vibe with. I don't know what it is, but I'm here for it. I love that for me. And I saw her storm, she stormed off. I said, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, for everyone who didn't know, I threw my earphones off and stormed She threw her off and said, yeah. <laughs> it's over, man. It's over. This is a good convo. It was a nice convo. Thanks for, thanks for even having me. Thanks for even, for even picking me. I feel blessed. <laughs> Did you enjoy your time? Did you enjoy your time? It was nice. It was nice to talk about shows. I don't talk about shows enough. I don't watch enough. Mm. So everyone, that's it for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, follow us at the TWB pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Or you can join in the conversation using hashtag TWB pod. If you think the right decision was made, let us know. If you feel like Wires Crossed should have won, let us know. If you believe Tri- Patricia's Backlover, which I feel like is a, is a banging title though. Do you know what? If yeah, you believe that that works, let us know. <laughs> um, also drop us an email at thatwithbangpod at gmail.com with your own alternative storylines because we love to share them on the podcast. You can follow me at Adia Desi. And you can follow me at double underscore PDVR. And you can follow... <laughs> Okay, it's like, okay, okay, you'll find me. That's how okay with me. It's, it's true, I can't lie. You, you'll see his face everywhere. All right, then. Well, that's it for this week's episode. So, everyone, talk to you later. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs> that's it for today's episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, follow us at the TWB pod on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can join in the conversation using the hashtag TWB pod. If you like what you heard, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Acast app, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you love what you heard, drop a rating and a cheeky review. Tune in next week where we're talking about Disney Pixar's Soul with BAFTA-nominated actress Kosa Ali. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.